0: Hey everybody, welcome to the 16th ever episode of the Mike O'Reilly Show. News and reporting and getting the facts, today's episode is sponsored by Smart Teeth. Are you frustrated not being able to speak intelligently? Maybe you find yourself at a cocktail party sounding like a total moron. With all the possible social scenarios, you know, from office parties to asking someone to marry you, let's face it, sometimes you just sound like a psychotic drunk monkey in a human suit, right? Literally stupid. Well, if you feel like I'm speaking directly from the horse's mouth, your life will change for the better with smart teeth. Think Siri meets MasterChef, only this gourmet dish doesn't give you food, it gives your mouth words. Finally, you can be an intelligent human being again. In three easy steps, stop sounding like a confused bird in the wild and start sounding like a sober, smart human. Step number one, put on a smart tooth, fits like a glove in your mouth with out the handles. Step number two, configure your accent of choice with your synced smartwatch or Bluetooth device. Step number three, hit the social scene and let your teeth do the talking from now on. Our smart teeth app will speak for you using the data straight from Wikipedia, Google Bing, and DuckDuckGo. Imagine walking into work tomorrow with your new smart teeth, and so when someone asks you what you did over the weekend by the water cooling tower, instead of responding with a dumb blank stare like you usually do, your smart tooth will respond in perfect timing using your voice or any voice or accent you choose like i went on a boating excursion and nearly lost the bell from off my fish rod but wait there's more choose from any one of our 71 packs with custom accents to boot you can even choose a celebrity voice like pierce Brosnan, and jerry seinfeld or even goddamn oprah go to smartteeth.com forward slash mike to get your first month absolutely free then Every single month, you'll get a new smart tooth, yeah. And if you choose our platinum bonus package, we'll even throw you in a t-shirt that says, I'm not an idiot, you're the idiot. Signed by our CEO and co-founder, Marty Spellbinder. Go to smartteeth.com forward slash Mike right now and get the goods first month free. Just because you are an idiot, doesn't mean others need to ever know. Smart teeth, born dumb, sounds smart. From your teeth, smart teeth. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Virgin Galactic rockets into space, 60 Minutes sinfully slams Elon Musk, and royal family member Matthew Lawson joins the show as the very first royal on our show. You're listening to The Mike O'Reilly Show, live from Moab, Utah today, introducing Matthew Lawson. Matthew, how the hell are you doing today?
1: Hi, Mike. It's great to meet you. I'm so excited for this uh, for this collaboration, and for you know getting the word out there. Uh, And it's my first official appearance as a member of the royal family, so this is really exciting.
0: I'll tell you what, you're excited, I'm excited, and our listeners are literally freaking out of their skin. Our Twitter feed is exploding like feathers off of a chicken right now. So my first question to you is, tell us about your story. How did you become a royal?
1: Yeah, well, so uh, I, uh, I grew up in Utah. Uh, but my I'm, I'm actually the third cousin twice removed, uh, Ma- Meghan Markle. So uh, so I'm uh, I, I when she entered the royal family and became a duchess, I you know, everyone in the family got like a, you know, sort of spilled down like a trickle down royalty effect. And now everybody's got a title. I'm actually I'm the ninth exchequer of Canterbury now. That's
0: so good. That's so good. And what does that let you do?
1: Well, so first I had to go through a background check. Uh, You know, they kind of, they got these uh, guys who come with British accents, you know, I think mostly to intimidate you and they ask you, you have to fill out a questionnaire and then they interview you about it and anything that you say different, they give you trouble, uh, you know, and so you have to go through that process. It's very invasive. They talk to your employers, they talk to, uh, you know, like your nannies and uh, your kids' babysitters and stuff like that. It's really... It's really uncomfortable. But anyway, you know, once you get through that, once you clear that, then you get this really n- fancy ring. And then they do a little so – they flew us to London. We did a ceremony with the queen. This was like the week before the wedding. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, then then you're in, which is really great. You're on the email list, and there's a royal – well, I mean, you know, I don't get all the emails because I'm not, you know, I'm not like living in the palace. So I don't get like the palace emails. But I, but I get the like you know ninth exchequer information.
0: This is phenomenally fascinating. Especially, listen, I'm an American. Um, I actually didn't <laughs> grow up too far away from you, near Moab, Utah. I was in
1: Montana yeah, myself. Yeah, I'm. am an American too. I want to say uh, just because I've taken a, a British title, I, I actually I didn't have to renounce my U.S. citizenship. Uh, And, you know, I've got, like, uh, Meghan Markle was able to work out a deal for her whole family. I think that had something to do with the Obama administration or something. I don't know exactly. I don't get the details. It's definitely not in the email that they sent me. So, you know, there's uh, there's definitely a little bit of to and fro there, if that makes
0: sense. For sure. I saw a report on Twitter that uh, Obama and Markle are related. So it makes sense that there's some kind of conspiracy going on over there.
1: Uh, Well, that would make Obama part of the royal family. I wonder if he's on my email list. I'll have to check.
0: Yeah, definitely check that out. Look into it. I'll tell you what. Listen, there's a lot of things I want to dig into, um, especially your privileges and the awards and the ceremonies that you're a part of. My mm-hmm. first question to you, and this is a little bit of a selfish question: What's your favorite part about being a royal?
1: Oh, well, it's got to be that ring. Uh, you know, it's super nice, and uh, what I, I had, I insured it. You know, so I got some insurance. So if it ever goes missing, you know, I I stand to like make a tidy little profit, which is nice. Just if things get tight, Uh, so I know that I've got that insurance there. And you know, I was really hoping that this would be an opportunity for me and uh, Megan to get closer. Hmm. You know, because like I, I I really think it's a nice op. You know, now we're both royals. We came from you know we both are the products of a second marriage you know mm-hmm. we've got that in common uh and uh and we also had a really nice when i was 9 we uh had a big family reunion out uh in Delaware Rehoboth Beach it's got a nice boardwalk and we rented a house and me and Megan were fast friends that whole time we had a really great time so you know i look back on that and i'm like hey now we're both royals We've got like this, uh, it's like a non-stop family reunion. That's like all royal people do. And I was really thinking we'd get closer, but you know, it's like, she, uh, she had to get a new phone number when she became a duchess. They made her get a different phone. I think it's like a rule that duchesses only have, they have like a special pool of phones they can use.
0: Makes sense. Ever since I started this show, I've got like four new phone numbers. Totally oh, makes you, sense. Okay.
1: Yeah. Do you so, need phone numbers to do, um, what do you
0: do? I'm a burner. I have a burner phone for different. I'm a reporter, so no one can ever reach me because I need to be untraceable. Now, getting back to you and me. So, the Michael Riley Show is literally one of the most popular, most listened to news shows on the internet. And how we came together is a fascinating story. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you ended up? being a respected guest on The Mike O'Reilly Show.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Mike. Yeah, so what I did was, uh, you know, I I also wanted to seize the opportunity, uh, you know, because right now everybody's talking about it and the royal wedding, and everyone was really excited about that. And every, you know, uh, my, my cousin who is uh, also, uh, you know, the father of Megan Thomas, he's always in the news and, you know, he's he's sort of got all of this publicity, but he's not doing anything with it. And so I thought, you know, I'm the ninth exchequer of Canterbury. You know, I can do this. I can ride this wave and I can, you know, build some kind of empire around it. You know, not an empire because I'm, Part of the British Empire, technically, so I, I don't want to like have a rival thing, but but what I did was I put together a press release, and I sent it to all of the major news organizations that you'd know in every major country, and I laid out my case for you know promoting my new business idea. Uh, that I think is really going to revolutionize the relationship between the Anglo-American, uh, you know, connection. I think it's really going to change that for the better. Um, and, uh, and so I didn't hear anything back from any, of, uh, from any of those organizations. So then I thought, you know, hey, there's probably a lot of guys who are nipping at the heels of these big guys, right? You know, Mike, you know about that. So I so I so I blasted the press release to that tier of people who are you know sort of challenging the mainstream. Sure. did I didn't hear back from anybody. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a Google search, and anybody who comes up with the word news and reporting uh, i'll I'll send this to, and I sent it out to I mean I used a bot, so I sent it out to a lot, you know many, many tens of thousands of people. And I heard back from the Mike O'Reilly show. So I was really excited. This is mm. great. We've got a bite. And now, you know, I can get a platform to talk about my, uh, my ideas.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm really happy that my team jumped on the opportunity because we have been thirsty as someone dying in a desert to have a royal on this show. So it's a big honor for us. And being that you're a royal, tell us a little bit about some of the responsibilities that you have on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah, well, most of my contact with um, the throne, if you will, uh, is in the context of cease and desist orders and other uh, communications asking me to give some space uh, to Her Highness the Duchess. Hmm. And like I said, I'm just trying to reconnect. We're family, you know, and I also need her advice for all this Exchequer stuff. Cause I don't, I also get these, so they send me these envelopes in addition to the email list. I get these envelopes, they're diplomatic envelopes. They come, you know, they fly them over about twice a week in these big orange bags. And so I have to read these cables and then I have to sign the bottoms of them. And I don't really, you know, I, it's a bunch of gibberish. I don't know. It has to do with the which lords are getting which kinds of stipends and all sorts of, uh, you know, grounds, bills for groundskeepers, you know, at Kensington Palace and mm-hmm. all these other places. So mostly it's paperwork. That's my main responsibility. And I, I honestly, I feel like they're doing it to, like, you know, kind of give me something to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, but I, you know, I'm sure it's very important. I'm like there are, you know, some of the aristocracy wouldn't get their stipends right if I didn't do my part of the job. So it's strange they have to fly that all the way to to Utah to, you know, to do that. But but Hmm. like I said, you know, that's, that's part of my responsibility and that leaves me a lot of free time to think about, you know, how we can make this work a little bit better. And how we can sort of bring the majesty of the crown to the United States. And I think that uh, my cousin Megan is a real big connector there, you know, if that makes sense. and She and Harry, uh, they've been really great, you know, because when I send them stuff, it's not like they're the ones, you know, like writing the threatening letters back. So I'm pretty sure that that's their, you know, their handler. They're in a prison sort of of uh, their own making. There, you know, in inside the high echelons of the royals, because they've got, you know, a lot of secrets that I'm reading between the lines of these cables, and uh, and I also have access to the to the historical archives for the exchequer. Yeah, and you know, and so I'm I, I can read between the lines, and there's a lot going on that doesn't make the headlines. And they get very, very nervous when you start to get vocal, you know, which is the other reason I'm so excited to be here, you know, because a lot of people just kind of won't talk to you if they think that, you know, the royals are are against you or if they think you're breaking some kind of protocol, especially in the UK. I have found the UK um, news media it's almost like they're not allowed to criticize the crown or something like that. You know, I mean, it's like it's a law or something. It just really doesn't make sense to me. So here I'm, I'm reaching out to American news organizations and news news adjacent uh, programs like yours. Uh, and I'm trying to get the message out both about revolutionizing royalty uh, and, uh, and you know, maybe we're going to spill some secrets, too. Maybe we're going to get to know the real the real deal what's going on
0: absolutely now one of the responsibilities of being a royal is traveling uh you know you're obligated to travel the world
1: mm-hmm. what are some of the places that you've traveled to as a royal well so yeah i, I went to london for the for the swearing in or i mean you know that's got a sword involved and stuff it's like swearing in.
0: and you, you were all the way on the inside of the church with the all that stuff
1: that must have been yeah. amazing yeah it was you know really profound um and uh sublime in lots of ways you know the the pageantry this is one of the things i want to bring to the united states about it because this pageantry um really really reminds you that there are people in the world that are special you know and that that life is really special especially for those special people so and then when you get to be one of those special people you feel really you know, important and that that's an important part of being, you know, an important person is feeling important. And that's, and I think that everybody in the United States wants to be important. And so, you know, instead of, you know, we've got like graduation ceremonies. Why aren't we swearing people into like the order of knowledge? Right. So I, so what I'm doing is I'm putting together a, a, a consultancy that will teach people how to royalize their institutions to bring a bit of that pageantry and a bit of that significance down to earth for people. And I also think that's going to do a lot to heal, you know, the rift that exists like an ocean between the UK and the United States.
0: Yeah, I never understood that, that rift between the US uh, and England. Seems like we're basically the same thing as the US and Canada. Never really made sense to me. Now, another question to you as one of the heads of states, what... Is exactly your relationship
1: with the Queen and Mm -hmm. what's
0: it like having breakfast with her?
1: Yeah, so, well, we didn't get to have breakfast with her. Um, They did provide breakfast on the day of the ceremony and I saw her on that same day. Uh, She was the one who was holding the sword, you know. So we, we were in a room, there were 45 people or so, and they they're very strict. There's a whole um, protocol, and you're you know you're not supposed to turn your back, and you're supposed to bow, and you know call her your Majesty and your Eminence, all the all that jazz. Um, and you know I I was hoping that there'd be a moment at the end, maybe we'd be taking some pictures, and I could kind of grab her by the elbow and say, Hey Queenie, let's you know let's talk some tea. I want to know what's going on. But she had these handlers around her the whole time, and they really just skirted her off right away. So I didn't get to see her that day. And then, um, you know, I was, they, they asked me to go to um, the Virgin Islands, the British Virgin Islands, for a, um, it was like an opening of a government office and they needed a royal there. And I was the only one who was available uh, in the hemisphere. So they sent me down uh, and the queen wasn't there, but I read a message from the queen. Um, which was one of salutations and uh, warm blessings and greetings, you know, so, so we we have a connection that way. Uh, I've read messages from her. uh, And I, and I've, I've been in the same room with her. So, you know, and and the real hope is once, you know, so if they can open up a channel for me, uh, and I think if I have some success with this Uh, royalty consultancy, I think that maybe they'll see the value that I'm adding to the royal family and then they'll, they'll give me Megan's new number. And that's the hope of, once I can do that, I know Harry and I are going to get along great. we Wolf really love Star Trek you know I think we're really gonna connect and I think that within a couple of weeks they'll be inviting me over for Ex Benedict you have no idea I think that it's really gonna be good. it's just getting from here to there which is why I want to get the message out that you know we can all be royals yeah. you know we can be royals yeah, we can.
0: Anyone can be a royal. That's your big message as a That's consultant, my big message. as a royal yeah. expert. yep. yeah. You're
1: as you're as royal as your institution deigns to be, milady. You know. Yeah.
0: Totally. Now I got a few more questions. One of the values of being a royal. Let's go specifically with the uh, Empire of England. You mm-hmm. know, colonizing such states as Africa, Canada. And yeah. India, what mm-hmm. are your views on colonizing, you know, other people's territories who are
1: not royal? I, uh, you know, the the party line is that that was then and this is now. Uh, I happen to think, you know, uh, possession is nine tenths of the law, and that's also an attitude that we're we're teaching in the in the consultancy. You know, because I think that the confidence to project your uh, way of life is, is every business and every relationship is simply a microcosm of that, right? So if the royals can go out there and colonize half of Africa, you know, and impose uh you know an aristocracy and uh taxation and mercantilism you know then uh you can uh you know propose to your sweetheart or uh you know have a graduation ceremony that feels like it should be set in hogwarts you know like anybody can do that and i think that's that's the main message out there are you a designer you do I, dabble in design a little bit i yeah well i've dabbled a little bit i um you know my the so our wing of the family uh didn't make it all the way to california and we stopped in utah be, and then we all got converted to mormonism what's that and mormonism is a, a, a it's a faith it's a faith tradition it's a play America. no no yeah i mean there is a play called the book of mormon but yeah the, it's a play the, no, it's, the play is based on a real religion, and that's the religion I was born into. And so we have a, uh, a system of garments that are appropriate for temple ceremonies, because we have a sacred temple in Salt Lake City uh and so i i got when i was a teenager i got really into designing these temple vestments and you know really zhuzhing them up and because they were kind of plain jane you know bronze age nonsense kind of like you know 19th century idea of what the bronze age nonsense might have been and uh so what i well, i was adding you know modern color combinations giving it a pop of neon you know really bringing it to life it was very controversial uh, in the community and we got a lot of pressure for me to stop. So I haven't been designing since then, but I, but you know, I relish the opportunity. And especially now that I'm a Royal, I think that that, you know, if we can get this consultancy off the ground and if I can start, if I can get back in touch with Megan, you know, then maybe I can start designing some stuff for her that really pushes the boundaries, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's what she's all about, you know, and she and Harry both and Harry, you know, we both love Chinese food. And I think that like, if we could just get some, some chow mein together, we could really get to the bottom of, of what is keeping Brits, you know, from, from fully living like an empire in their, in their day to day life, what's keeping Americans from realizing that they have the power to be, you know, the aristocracy and to crush, like you know, the underclass. Everyone can do that. Yeah.
0: Now, when you got to know the royal family at the wedding and getting oh, in on the uh, castle... I didn't. No,
1: uh, sorry to correct you. I was. I they didn't invite me to the. I couldn't get into the wedding. I. I did. Uh, they. They were still paying for my hotel. Because uh, the swearing in was like you know the week before, so I was still there in town, but I wasn't invited to any official functions. But I did watch it live streamed on the on the BBC in my hotel room, so I, I was aware of what was going on.
0: Did you did you get to meet one of the James Bonds? Because they're English too.
1: Um, I I think I mean you mean the actors Daniel Craig, talk- yeah. the other ones. I didn't, uh, I, no, I didn't meet any, so at the swearing-in, it was all just members of the family. Did you get to meet anyone really cool? Um, yeah, I, well, I, I saw my cousin Greg, I haven't seen him probably also since the Rehoboth Beach, uh, uh reunion. How's he doing? He's good, he's in plastics now, so he sells, um, you know, like, uh, like prosthetic limbs that are made out of, like, uh, you know, carbon fiber and plastic polymers that uh, they've been working on. He's like a chemical guy, you know. Uh, I, I don't really know. You know, he was a couple of years older than me, so he was kind of beating me up a lot at that uh, at that family reunion. But we've healed, you know, since then. So it's all good. And he's a funny guy. He's a really, you know, he's uh, does a great Joe Rogan impression. Huh. He just he just screams at the top of his lungs and gets red. I love that. I love yeah.
0: that. So it reminds me of. Uh... My, uh, my, my father growing up in Montana. Quick mm. question, you know, I just saw a report live from CNN a few days ago. This is on the 10th of December. And it said there have been five attacks on Jehovah's Witnesses in Washington State this year, federal officials say. How does that affect your religion being a Mormon?
1: And uh, a royal. Yeah, well, as a royal, you know, maybe this is a good time to talk about some of the stuff that you only get to learn once you're, in, once you're on the inside now um after they did my background checks, I signed a bunch of stuff <clears throat> excuse me I, after they after they did uh my background checks, I signed a bunch of stuff, and then once I signed that stuff, they gave me this packet and that and a password and like I said, I got to look at the the archives and um and so in there, I found out that the both the jehovah's witness. And the Mormon Church are actually mistaken, and that the royal family of uh, England—they are the true descendants of the uh, tribes of Israel—and that's what. So a lot of nobody really knows. And so what we've got now, now I know because I'm a royal. Now we've (laughs) got we've got this stone. It's a, a stone that used to be part of the temple. And, uh, in Jerusalem in, in you know ancient days and now it is, it, for a while the Scots had it and we had to steal it back from the Scots I think that's how it went, I didn't read the whole brief and then um, it's like it sits under the throne and I think they also brought it to the wedding but they had it under like a velvet drape so no one could see because they had black people there and I don't think they can have it in front of black people I don't know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't finish the brief but that part did stick out because it seemed a little strange. Anyway, Um, so the, the truth is now all of these religions have something a little bit wrong because they haven't acknowledged the ancient bloodline connection of the British Royal Family to ancient Israel. And that's, that's something I'm also pushing for in my consultancy for everyone to view themselves as like, you know, a true descendant of the, of the tribes of Israel, because then everyone will be, you know, um, basically aligned and uh we'll all be in the same tribe and then we can simply you know uh give like t- t- tip our hats to the royals because they've kept it all together and kept it secret all this while and it also explains a lot of the other uh rituals and things like that that they do uh which were all detailed or at least you know implied and hinted at in the exchequeries uh archive if, that, if it, you know so what i what i want to say the real message is you know you should just make your life like the royals live and then you'll be a descendant of abraham and then you'll be you know able to claim this lineage that comes directly from god almighty and that's really how being a royal works it's a, it's like being closer to the deity than everybody else and that's that's why they have more money, and that's why they can go and colonize places. And that's the attitude everybody has to have, so that they can liberate themselves from this, like, uh, you know, non-royal perspective. And that's something I'm trying to teach.
0: Makes a lot of sense, Matthew Lawson. You make a lot of sense as a royal consultant and expert. Uh, we got two more questions before we, be- before we hit the lightning round. Um, okay. As you can tell, I'm a little bit sick today, but I still came into the studio because meeting a royal family member for the first time is a big dream come true for me. So here's the question. Virgin Galactic, Richard yeah. Branson, he's also British. He launched a rocket into space. As a royal, yeah. are you yeah. going to be one of the first people to land on the moon?
1: Uh there have already been people who've landed on the moon. Uh, that happened in the late 1960s and early 1970s. Slow down on ticket notes. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm not. But no, I'm not planning on being an astronaut or even. Uh, you know, I don't really. I believe a ticket on Virgin Galactic is something like a quarter of a million dollars. And I, you know, I got that ring they gave me, but it's not worth a quarter mil. That's for sure. So I don't really have. You know, maybe if the consultancy takes off. You know, and I get and I reforge my relationship with Megan and, you know, me and Harry can bond about, you know, our love of pork ribs, you know, because he also really loves pork ribs. I bet. Um, you know, like we can we can really get somewhere and then maybe, yeah, I can afford a ticket like that. But, I, you know, not not right now. Now, he is British. You bring up an, an interesting point. He's he's definitely British, which means technically he's my subject. You know, technically, but I, I I'd have to look into how I actually, you know, apply any pressure. Uh, maybe I could get a discount.
0: Yeah, maybe you can ask the king and the queen for some h- advice on that. How to pressure people into submission? I'm sure they got uh-huh. some
1: tips and tactics. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm trying to get on that list. I'm I'm only on the exchequer list, so you know. But it's but it, if it's anything at all, maybe what I can do is when I when I get one of those bills for the groundskeepers at kensington palace i can maybe i call one of those guys and ask them to just forward me their emails because they're on the palace list if they work there you know
0: sounds like a solution final question before we hit the lightning round so i'm sure you're familiar with the larger news outlets we are famous for being unbiased reporting mm-hmm. facts straight up that was and the vision uh, well, from the get-go it, with this show
1: and that's definitely part of why I'm excited to be here, that and you were the only organization that responded to my press release. But but this, it's definitely, we want to be with a straight shooter, people who aren't biased, people who just look at the facts, and that's what I'm here for.
0: It's all I look at are facts, all day long, 24-7. Now, one of the biased media organizations, the arch enemy of The Michael Riley Show, uh, is the 60 Minutes, who are known to be so biased so rude, so mm. fundamentally fundamentalist. Now, they slammed Elon Musk this uh, this week. Now, he's one of my favorite, favorite uh, rocketeers. He loves yeah. rockets. I love mm-hmm. rockets, too. What's your perspective on the media and Elon Musk now that you're a royal family member?
1: Sure. Well, he also is a, technically a subject of mine because he was born in South Africa, uh before before the downfall of apartheid so like this was you know really a kind of a last bastion outpost of fealty to the crown even after the empire had started to crumble uh and that means technically his rockets are under my jurisdiction as well but i haven't like i said i'm i, I haven't reached out yet i i was listening to him on a podcast the other day and he had I don't know. I'm a little worried about him because I think I. What did um, what did they say on your friend's show? On the you said it was 25 minutes. No, 60. Yeah, 60. Yeah. And what? they said, what did they say about this this Elon? Because I, I wanted what oh, I wanted to do. It's embarrassing. Well, what I wanted to do was to actually kick some ideas around with him about how to make those rockets a little more royal looking. I'll put you two we in could, touch. Thank you. Yeah. So, what did they say?
0: It's not what they said; it's how they said it. That's what makes them so bad. And one of the things mm. they, they were against is tweeting and expressing himself and being mm. a visionary. And they just wanted to embarrass him. And she was giving him weird looks. I didn't like her at all. Whoever mm. her name is, yeah, I think we should even stop talking about because it it's literally making even me more sick than I am sick right now.
1: Sixty minutes overtime.
0: You tweet a lot. You use your tweeting to to kind of get back at critics. Have you had any of your tweets censored? So your tweets are not supervised. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Look at you.
1: I can. I'm listening. You know, I'm not. I, I'm here to talk about my consultancy and to sh- and to shed light on the secrets of the crown and to, um, you know, really, I ultimately like to forge a connection. I want to forge a connection between the royal crown and the united states i want to forge a connection between potential clients of my consultancy and my consultancy i want to forge a connection between um you know people who aren't thinking about how to be royal and people who know how to be royal so that they can you know assist in transforming our, our uh, you know our mindset and really change the whole thing that's what I'm looking for so I don't know about CBS I know they didn't reply uh, to my I think really cleverly worded press release uh, they didn't uh, they didn't respond to repeated follow-up emails and phone calls and as far as I can tell that means they're not really a responsible news organization so that's my that's my comment on that uh, my subject Elon I'll have to Uh, see what he's, uh, what my actual powers to get in touch with him are, you know.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff, Matthew Lawson. Are you ready for the lightning round? (laughs) Okay, Mike. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Question number one. What color are your favorite socks?
1: Oh, uh, I haven't worn socks for quite a while, but uh, I do have a black pair of socks that I I purchased for the swearing-in uh, ceremony in london so since they're my only socks i'm gonna go with black
0: favorite technology you miss being part of the royal family that outlaws technology
1: um we don't outlaw technology i have i'm talking to you on a, on you know technology right now microphones and all there's no uh, the only thing is the duchess has to have a duchess phone you know i think they have their own phone pool but i don't know what that's about Favorite
0: nutritional supplement, what other people will call hallucinogenics, that you miss being part of the royal family?
1: Oh, no, we can do hallucinogenics. In fact, that's a big part of, you know, what the royals are doing most days. So that's definitely not a problem. Favorite one? Oh, uh, who can choose? Uh, I'm really into MDMA right now. Uh, It's just got a more kind of clinical vibe to it, and I'm digging that.
0: Favorite cereal to eat with the Duchess, Princess, and Queen of England?
1: I would love some cinnamon toast crunch with those ladies because, you know, I think that there's a sweetness and a spice uh, to being a royal. And they, you know, mostly I think that they're having traditional British food, you know, things like bangers and mash and uh, scotch eggs and stuff like that. I think that's the bulk of their diet in the mornings, but what I would do is... to bridge that gap you take cinnamon toast crunch and you sprinkle some edible gold on it. And all of a sudden Royal food,
0: favorite Butler at the palace.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, so there was, um, there was Reginald. Reginald was really nice. He was the guy, he wasn't at the palace. He took me to the palace. He was like my handler. Uh, you know, and he would drive me places and he would remind me of the protocols and then he would stand over my shoulder and whisper things to me. Reginald, he was really nice.
0: Nightmare, deepest fear of being a royal.
1: Oh, uh, my deepest fear about being a royal is being cut out of the family. I mean, you know, a lot of people are a little worried anyway, because, you know, Megan's parents uh you know this was her father's second marriage and they were married in a uh, yogi cult uh self-realization center um you know so there was lots of questions about the bona fides of bringing someone in who has got a questionable background uh and and like i said my my father also well i said i'm the product of a second marriage it wasn't There was no divorce, but I'm part of the second, you know, my mom's the second wife. So, like, we have that in common. And I think that those things, you know, if that could threaten her, that could threaten me. That's my my biggest fear. I just don't want to lose this thing before I get this consultancy off the ground.
0: When you finally do get to have some one-on-one time with the Queen of England, Mm. what is the one question you're
1: going to ask her? Boy... I would ask her so many things. Oh, man. The first thing definitely is where she gets those pearls, because she is flawless with those pearls every time. And then I would want to know, does she have, you know, because the color spectrum she's wearing, it goes from dusty blue to dusty pink, and sometimes there's turquoise and, like, bows involved. And what I want to know is, how does she decide, when to take it over the, you know, over the top. And uh, and then my other question would be, you know, does she really get to make the decisions as queen, or do they still have all the men doing it? Because I've noticed, you know, like, they have all these tasks for me, but I think they have, you know, actual British citizens doing the important stuff. And I think, like, maybe that goes up the chain so that, like, she's the queen, but maybe they've got, like, people who actually do, you know... Like run state, matters of state. Maybe they're making all the decisions. I mean, it's not what you would guess from that uh, Netflix show. But I don't know how real that is, you know, because I don't see anything about that in the exchequery.
0: Mm. Matthew Lawson, our listeners are literally fired up to learn more about you and your consultancy. Where can they learn more about you and your work? Uh,
1: yeah, definitely. They should visit us on Tumblr. And, um, we've actually, I don't have it worked out yet on, uh, in a couple of weeks, they're going to ban adult material on Tumblr and my blog. So like I said, this consultancy is new. What I was doing before was like a, it was a, it was like an incest themed, not safe for work picture. And video blog and so you know I still have that stuff on there because I got a lot of followers and you know they expect me to maintain that stuff but we are going to get kicked off the platform in a few days so uh, because they're just banning all pornography and it's not technically pornography what I what I have there it's suggestive images with 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 quotes and text over them that sort of bring it over the edge uh, but uh, but anyway, what I've done now—the last few posts have been inspirational posts about being royal, and so they can go. It's it's um, it, it, what what is this? Matthew Lawson six 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 royal royalty conservative conservation. Okay, if they go there dot dot com. And what they can also do is search. They're going to have to turn off Safe Search to find me. But if they go in and turn off Safe Search, they can also search Matthew Lawson uh, incest porn, uh, and they can find our uh, our manifesto, and they can find uh, a link to my PayPal where they can uh, make donations and sign up. Uh, and then there's also the ebook download. I just finished this ebook. Uh, royalty in the morning royalty in the evening royalty at supper time uh, which tells you how to cook like a royal and also how to bring royalty to your cooking no matter how you cook so it's a cookbook uh and it's a chance to you know give me a subscription uh and to pay me every month and it's also a chance to learn about a you know a different interest that some people might have had. over for the next few days, and then I don't know what we're going to do after Tumblr shuts us down. I'm not sure.
0: Professional and legitimate. Royal family member Matthew Lawson, it has been a pleasure and an honor live from Webb, Utah. Thanks so much for joining today's show.
1: Thanks, Mike. Have a great day.
0: Talk to you soon. All right, Jake. Let's go. Fact checkers of the world unite. Thank you for listening to today's report. It means the world to me and my struggling team. I mean, damn, I mean, we're trying, okay? And your help is what makes this possible. Look, if you believe in reporting as much as I believe in fact-checking, go ahead and five-star this juice on iTunes and Stitcher and anywhere on the internet you can possibly five-star anything. Spread the truth and share this episode with your parents or legal guardians right now.